What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. Spring training edition. We will go around and give you some nice updates, some stories on baseball. Just jumping right into it. The first thing I want to talk about is Chris Davis. Not KD in Oakland, but the Orioles' Chris Davis. He's having a fantastic spring so far, although it's only been a few games. But for him, it's a welcome sight. I mean, this is a guy who has struggled to hit for the last couple years and all of a sudden no one can get him out this spring of course it's just spring training and these numbers should be taken with a grain of salt but I'm sure it's doing wonders for his confidence I mean right now Davis is hitting 714 with an 818 on base percentage in the few spring training games he's played four spring training games he's hit three home runs I mean that's leading all major leaguers or all players in spring training and of course it's nice to see some results of course it means nothing but I mean this is a dude who started last year hitless for I forget like whatever it was something like 50 at bats or whatever it was I mean he's a two-time former home run champ and he hadn't hit a home run three times in a four-game span in nearly three years back in 2017 in 2018 he hit 168 then 189 the spring of 2019, 179 on the regular season for 2019. He fell so far from his glory days that he considered retirement last fall. And let's be honest, he says he did, but he came back because obviously that would mean he would leave most of $93 million on the table. And no one's going to do that. Nobody in their right mind is going to do that. And I mean... Chris Davis finessed the Orioles. I mean, he could talk about all his struggles and how it's weighing on him, but I guarantee you the fact that he still owed almost $100 million on that contract makes him sleep well at night. I'm sure he is not uh, too worried about it because at the end of the day, he got his bag and he secured that contract before he went into this downward spiral for his career, which is pretty crazy that the Orioles are paying are paying him to do, I mean, next to nothing, quite frankly. But he said that he spent much of this past winter trying to get back to his old self. He put on 25 pounds. I mean, usually at this this age or this stage in player's career, they're trying to, you know, cut down, lose weight, get lighter on their feet. But he actually is trying, he tried to bulk up again and try to get back to the big hulking slugger he used to be. He had a 25 pounds with an eye towards building strength and he and the Orioles manager Brandon Hyde have credited that training for the way he's been driving the ball this spring I mean he's he, he thinks it's peace of mind in his mind he knows he's stronger so in the box therefore he's not trying to do too much because he doesn't have to try to generate power and he said that's always been his Achilles heel trying to generate too much power and most of the time when he's had success is because he made it more simple, not gone out and overswung. I think he's actually true. I think he's actually right about that. That's true. Because remembering back to, I think it was like 2014 or 2015, like when Chris Davis was going really well, like 2014, he would have that easy opposite field power where he basically would just touch the ball and it would leave the yard. You know, he had some insane raw power. So maybe there is some truth to what he's saying, but I mean, quite frankly, he's a it's it's a lost cause for the Orioles at this point. I mean, 
they don't have much to lose by playing him because they don't really have anyone else to replace him. But obviously they can't trade him or anything, so he's just going to be there. He's going to be in their lineup pretty much every day. And that's just the way they're going to have to roll with it. That's just the way it is. But at least he's having a good spring, and we'll see if that can translate to the regular season because he's had two years of basically non-production, and it would be nice for him to get back to the player he once was. So we'll see how that goes. Best of luck to Chris Davis. Moving on inside the AL East, Aaron Judge is undergoing further testing to determine the cause of the lingering discomfort near his right pec muscle, pectoral muscle. He hasn't taken live BP on the on the field yet this spring. He's been proceeding pretty conservatively since he aggravated his right shoulder while hitting at the minor league complex earlier this month, or last month, I should say it's March now, but February. And uh, he continued to do conditioning defensive drills, throwing up to 120, but he never took any out, outdoor BP on the field. And that's now a concern because it's March and he still hasn't really done a whole lot. And now they're having him do several tests, including an MRI. The results of those tests were negative, but he's scheduled for another examination on Monday. So that's that's troubling. I mean, we can't sugarcoat it. That's troubling for Aaron Judge. I mean, he arrived at the field yesterday, or yeah, yesterday in street clothes while most of his teammates were already out for BP and side work. So he, right now, he's just trying to figure out what's wrong with the discomfort in his pec muscle. I mean, the Yankees have been bit very hard by the injury bug. Aaron Hicks had Tommy John. He's out. James Paxton is out. I'm talking about out for opening day, if not more. Aaron Hicks, James Paxton, Severino, Giancarlo Stanton. These are big names. These are really, really big names for the Yankees, and they're already not going to be on that opening day roster because they're injured. And Judge, he's just a big question mark at this point. It's it's a bummer because, I mean, Judge, this dude is one of the best players in all of baseball when healthy, but if he... We should say if healthy at this point because he's just been a big question mark with the health. I mean, if both Judge and Stanton are unavailable for opening day, you're probably going to see something like Clint Frazier, Brett Gardner, and Mike Talkman going from right field to left. Maybe Miguel Andujar, actually. He played some left field for the third time this spring yesterday. So that's probably going to be what it'll be if their big sluggers are not healthy. But they got to get Aaron Judge healthy. I'm not sure what's going on with him. But something's not right with him. Moving on, we are, you know, we're we're in March now. The regular season starts later this month. And, you know, that's that's exciting. I'm, I'm very ready for the season. Not sure about you guys. Very ready for it to start. But, you know, there was a story that came out of L.A. the other day that talked about Kenta Maeda. And he revealed on his YouTube channel in a video in Japanese. I, I tried watching it, but then I realized I don't understand Japanese. But someone else was able to decipher what he was saying. And basically, he was explaining that he is the one who requested a trade out of L.A. He wanted to leave the Dodgers. Because, I mean, the Dodgers preferred using him as kind of like a, a, a rover, moving him between the bullpen and the... And the starting rotation, I mean, 
basically he's been used as a reliever and a spot starter over the last couple of years. But he wanted to leave because he wanted to be a starter. He has a personal goal of reaching 200 career wins between both Japan and the major leagues. I mean, that means he's going to have to average 14 wins per season for the next four years. I mean, that's a tall task for anyone, but obviously you're going to have to be a starting pitcher to be able to do it. Only 10 pitchers have posted so many wins over the past four years. So going to a place like the Twins is obviously going to help him because their offense is going to give him a lot of run support. But, I mean, Kenta Maeda is going to have his work, out, work cut out for him if he wants to do that. But that's a personal goal for for him. If he stays healthy, you know, he could get some extra starts, which could put him in range, but he's going to have to he's going to have to do it. Uh do a good job of of pitching. I mean, wins aren't the the stat that they used to be. I mean, a lot of people used to put a lot of stock into him. People don't really put very much stock into him at all, but I mean, that's a personal goal of Kenta Maeda. That's something I just found out, but I guess props to him trying to take care take uh control of his own career and he he landed in a place that was probably the best case t- scenario for him to be able to achieve that goal. I mean, a team that'll give him a lot of run support playing in the AL Central. I think that's a very good landing spot for Kenta Maeda. So spring training marches on into the month of March. That's going to do it for today. If you guys enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.